Hello, fantasy fans, and welcome to Swords and Satire, the podcast where we turn low fantasy into high art. I'm your dungeon manager, Jamie Mokel, here with my eternal co-hosts. I'm Chelsea Hollowell, a person just trying to find their way through life, and I I don't know where I'm going yet, but... (laughs) I'm forging my own path, and hopefully it, it has a destination. <laughs> I mean, nearly 40 years of adventuring, like... <laughs> I'm not quite there yet. I said nearly. <laughs> mm-hmm. You'll find it. Maybe I will, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm Jack Olander. Naturalist, spiritualist, extrovert, giant magical girl. Nice. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yes. Well, guys, we're not going to do a movie this week because this is one of our beloved Swords and Satire mini episodes that are seem to be constantly changing format uh, <laughs> every couple of months. But that's okay because this is a special episode. And why is it a special episode? Because it's for the new year. That's right. This is going to be the 2030. First... No, I mean, 2021. <laughs> I was trying to skip ahead after all of the current crisis was done. You yeah. Know? I mean, 2020 was the longest decade any of us have ever lived through. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, we, we've decided that uh, for this special New Year episode uh, coming out just after the new year, we hope... <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. everything goes right. Should be coming out on January 2nd. Uh, we thought that we would kind of look back at the history of our podcast, finally share some insights into the movies we watch and how we pick movies for the show, finally get a chance to tell our listeners a little bit about us and why we do the show, and then do some other special things that we've had planned uh, for this special year beginning episode year end slash new beginnings episode um let's start by telling our listeners a little bit about ourselves in case they've wondered while listening who the hell are these people and why should i care what they have to say and you shouldn't care what we have to say by the way like that's that's a given if you don't know that by now that's something that i always wonder about and like even famous people you should take Whatever they say with a grain of salt, too. Yes. They don't always know what the fuck they're talking about just because they're, you know, they're well known doesn't mean anything. No, of course. That doesn't mean that we or those people or whoever else is not interesting. I mean. Sure. I've never met an uninteresting person, so. That's interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, For all of those fans out there who might know what the fourth tower of Inverness is. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Deep cuts. From our fan bases overlap intensely. I mean, I, I wouldn't so. necessarily be surprised. You know, yeah. with our idea for the radio drama we want to do someday, maybe with that. Yeah. yeah. So, fans of 1960s radio drama, uh, drop us a line. <laughs> but hey, since I'm the person who always uh, starts uh, talking first, I guess I'll be the one to start by introducing myself. Sure. Who I am and why why make this show or whatever um we should talk about our roles too on the show okay so i am of course jamie i am the uh host supreme host supreme the dungeon manager the first voice you'll hear except 
like when we do our gags, like sometimes I'm not the first voice you hear uh, in that. But when the episode proper starts, yeah, that's my role. I call them our skits. Sometimes our intros become skits and I do all the extra sound effects. But I should talk about that in a minute. I'm, I, I, should yeah, let you, I should let you do your thing first. <laughs> let's know. You know what? As part of my introduction, let's hear more about Chelsea. <laughs> 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 okay okay so yeah i uh i'm a lifelong player of games board video and otherwise uh a lifelong fantasy fan who grew up basically falling in love with the concept of fantasy films games and literature from the first time i realized what a sword was uh my favorite video game growing up was or like some of my favorite video games growing up were like Obviously, Legend of Zelda, but then, like, Dragon Warrior, Dragon Quest, like, the first American release of Dragon Quest was called Dragon Warrior, and I used to play that on the Nintendo all the time, and that was an introduction to fantasy role-playing, and then years later, I fell in love with D&D and all kinds of fantasy role-playing games, like tabletop games. So basically, I've just always loved magic, swords, adventuring in all of its possible forms. And any type of media I could consume that had that stuff, I was on board with. And other than that, um, I studied anthropology um, in college. I got a master's degree in applied anthropology. I've owned my own business uh, selling jewelry with Chelsea. I've sold tools and hardware, working at a hardware store for years. Um, just a lot of weird, random crap. Well, you know, it doesn't have to be your life story. You just want to kind of give people an overview of who you are. Yeah, I know. Some of this should probably get cut. This is kind of silly. I just thought it was funny. No, no, you're absolutely right. I I don't know why I went into this. I I'm like, just giving you a hard about time. Myself. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, but it's fair. <laughs> so I'm going to pass the torch to whoever wants to go next. I guess I'll go next, because I can't let you get through years without saying stuff, so I guess I should get mine out there. Oh, hey, real quick, um, I have been Chelsea's partner for like 20 years. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> so know. that's relevant. Just that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I'm Chelsea Hallwell. I already introduced myself earlier. What do I want to say about myself? Well... You kind of inspired me, Jamie. I, I've i been into fantasy since an early age, too. And growing up in a Christian household, I would sometimes be allowed to watch it or sometimes not. So sometimes I would have to kind of find ways to consume fantasy media on my own through other means, like at a friend's house or something like that. You were just developing rogue skills from an early age. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. so yeah that's a lesson to all you parents out there <laughs> trying to keep your kids from doing things you don't want them to do doesn't work <laughs> it will absolutely guarantee that they get interested in those things yep so uh yeah i mean the dark crystal labyrinth and the never-ending story were some of my favorite wait, movies wait. growing up in the 80s. The never-ending story. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right now we have to buy the license for that song. 
That song. What a shame. They repeat that line so many times. I could imagine it just getting louder and louder every time until they're screaming it. But we're not going to emulate that. I wanted to, but I I stopped myself. Good That's show, another restraint. thing about me. Um, I've always looked up to Puck and other trickster characters, and I have a real trickster prankster streak running through me that I've learned to temper over the years, and it I don't let it out too much anymore. I think maybe that's a source of a lot of tension for me. I don't know. <laughs> You're constantly at war with your urge to fuck with people? It might just explode someday in some epic prank that goes way too far, but we'll see. <laughs> and we called that prank coronavirus. Oh, God. I didn't mean it. Um... It was a joke. <laughs> I said I don't want to see my family for Christmas next year, and it just went way out of hand. <laughs> Got out of hand. It's a reference to 2010 Matt Damon film Contagion. Everyone knows. Oh, Why I thought you were going to say The Happening. The Happening, yes. Not a Matt that Damon too. film. I thought he was in that. Mark Wahlberg. Oh, God, they look so similar. <laughs> they Their occupy a are... similar space. Yeah. Yeah. Their names are practically the same. Matt, Mark. Yeah. I can't even tell the difference. Where did I leave off? Okay, so I've always been an avid reader as well, and I've consumed a lot of fantasy novels, pulp fiction, and uh, Mercedes Lackey was my go-to as a tween before that was a word. Um, <laughs> and You were a tween before it was cool? <laughs> God, no. Yeah, I I love fantasy and got into video games a little later. I was mostly playing Mario early on, which is, I guess that's kind of fantasy. I mean, that's fantasy. Come on, you're an adventuring plumber? Yeah. I mean, I guess I was just a journeyman plumber. But again, I worked in hardware, so. A plumber that the, you know, that the rulers of society care about. Oh, yeah, good yeah. point. Yeah. 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 A blue collar worker that's acknowledged. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. literally has the ear of the princess. Yeah. I'm a lifelong artist and writer, too, and uh, I also have a master's degree in anthropology, and we'll see how relevant that was. Uh, time will tell. <laughs> it makes it really easy to look at things that are going on around you and go, well, that's pretty stupid. You cannot turn it off once you learn, once you flip that switch. It never turns off. That's the trick. That's my secret. Some see it I'm as a always analyzing. <laughs> yeah. Some see it as a blessing. Others might see it as a curse. Maybe it's situational. We'll see. Anyway, I'll, I'll pass the torch on to our, our, our next host here. Sweet. All right. I'm Jack Olander. I'm the brother. <laughs> that I'm says the... it all. Yeah. Yes. Jack is my youngest sibling. Yes. That's right. I was raised in a household where I was never alone, and we watched a lot of fantasy movies. In fact, those three that Chelsea mentioned, Labyrinth, Neverending Story, and Dark Crystal, were probably the most frequently watched. I can attest to that. Yeah, well, I those were my favorites, so I wanted to introduce you to them, and I think you guys may have still had the VHSs of some of them, or the discs of them, too. Yes, and that's why they're my favorites also. Plus, whenever Jack would come over to our house when he was a kid, 
I would have to sit through like three watchings of Labyrinth. And I still love that movie. So testament to how great Labyrinth is. So there's a 14 year age gap between Jack and I. Is that how much it is? Yeah. Uh, Jamie and I helped kind of raise Jack in a way he would stay at our house uh, for long stretches of time when our parents would go out of town on business. Mm -hmm. And we did the important work of introducing him to Star Trek and <laughs> the Henson movies and, you know, making sure he came out right. Yeah. Yes, it's true. And these events were sort of a prelude to the person I would become. I'm very social, right? Yeah. Everywhere I go, I just, you know, I find a group of people to chat with or just like someone to shoot the shit with. And then, uh, you so know, you're saying you're very unlike a podcaster. Yes, yes, exactly. It's just, uh, you know, I was raised being social even at home. So, you know, that kind of carried over. And then that fantasy these days, I'm very interested in mythology. I still keep doing this show with you guys. I play a lot of video games. You know, I played like 5,000 hours of Skyrim or something like that. Something ridiculous. It's understandable. It's one of my favorites, too. And beginning mm. the game is so much fun. I've ever yeah. not, never actually finished it. I just like to begin with characters and keep going until I peter out and then start again. I've done that just so many times. It bothers my friends. They're like, Jack... Are you still playing that same character? I'm like, what? No, that's like two characters ago. Keep up, man. <laughs> I get you. Yeah, yeah. And then the last thing is you're both scientifically minded, and I kind of grew into that a little bit. I, I find myself to be liking the natural sciences, like zoology and marine biology, uh, biotechnology. I just think it's all very interesting. Yeah. That's why I went with naturalist spiritualist for my intro, because it just works. Those are my two passions. And people, too. In both of those fields, I would have to share my knowledge in order to tr be truly satisfied. Hey, there's people in, sci <laughs> in nature and in spirituality, so. It's true, it's true. But really, if I'm trying to emulate or grow into something, it's I want to be, I want to grow into being a fantasy knight. Someone with a strong code of honor that has a positive benefit in the world. But then again, I would want to do that through storytelling rather than violence. <laughs> so more like a bard. More like a bard, yeah, but knight just has such a good ring to it, you you're, know? You're just a bard who lies about, like, your accomplishments, like, oh, I did all these things that were brave and adventurous, but really I'm just telling you good stories to make sure that you act moral. Exactly, yeah, you see? I'm good with that. <laughs> That's a good timeline. I mean, you got two charisma classes between paladin and bard, like, you can't go wrong. Yeah, what an <laughs> unholy combination. <laughs> in uh in third edition that was not a legal combination that you could do because paladins had to be lawful good and bards could not be lawful music is the embodiment of chaos <laughs> you cannot be lawful i know that's pretty funny when you think about it yeah maybe that, i might have been second edition i could be mixing editions here but i'm pretty sure you had to be chaotic in third edition also mm -hmm. but i digress Guys, what would you say your alignments are? Hmm. Neutral good. 
That's mine too. Chaotic evil, baby. <laughs> yeah. That's not true at all. No, I I think probably lawful neutral for me. That sounds right. A respectable one. Yeah, mm. sometimes it's annoying. Yeah. All right, quick. <laughs> How we, lawful you are. All right, quick. We know Jackson Bard. Chelsea? Um, geez. I guess a druid or a shaman. Sounds about right. Because I, mm. I didn't mention it before, but I'm interested in shamanism, too, and I'm studying that right now as well. Mm-hmm. What about you? Oh, like one of those like highly social rogues, like not ones that are sneaky or stealing things, but just like you like have a lot of different like skills that they've dabbled in and mastered none of them. But also when I backstab you, you die. (laughs) (laughs) If I got stabbed in the back, well, just saying. You are like I'd die. (laughs) Yeah. You are like a rogue in skill and ability, but not in the way that you relate to people. No, yeah, <laughs> again, lawful neutral. Mm-hmm. So imagine a lawful neutral rogue in your head. It's like a diplomat. Okay. <laughs> I see that. I'm a fan of that. Yeah. yeah. With a background in wrestling. I mean, backyard wrestling. Yeah. I used to do backyard wrestling. Background in backyard. <laughs> ba- background backyard, yes. <laughs> Sneak attack grapple. Sneak attack grapple? I love that. That's a German suplex. Yeah, it is. Or an RKO. Or an RKO, yeah. Jack, anything else you'd like to share? No. The rest (laughs) is for me. The rest is for me alone. Okay. You don't get that. No. Um, All right. Let's, yeah. Yeah, why don't we, um, I'm assuming Chelsea's about to say, why don't we go into the history of swords and satire? Yeah. Or like, not the history, because you can just listen to the history of swords and satire, but the origins of swords and satire. The origin story. And here's where Chelsea puts in some sweet transition music. Exactly what I was thinking, Jamie. All right, guys. That so, was some great music, by the way. Yeah, that music was rad. <laughs> that music bops. <laughs> All right, so Chelsea, why don't you tell us about how you came up with the name Swords and Satire, since you named the show. Oh, boy. Well, we had a weekly movie night years ago. I think we started it four or five years ago, and we had it going for a few years before we started the podcast, and we would do... The movie night on Saturday nights, and we would watch fantasy movies. Satire day. Exactly. And we always like to kind of riff on the movies that we watch and kind of have commentary. Not like side conversations about other shit. We're engaged with what we're watching, and we make fun of the movie as we're watching it. Kind of like the guys at Rift Tracks or MST3K. Exactly. I mean, foundational to our show is the existence of classic riffing, like movie riffing. Yeah. So our movie night was kind of like our own version of it. Sometimes we would watch movies that those professional jokesters uh, would riff themselves. Uh, and sometimes we would do it on our own. And we talked about with Jack, and he was one of the foundational members of our movie nights. We talked with him about doing a podcast based on the movies that we watched. And we talked for a long time about the structure of it, what would we do, how we make it unique. 
And, and then proceeded to do none of it for years. Well, there was a reason for that. We were in grad school. Yeah, Chelsea and I were in grad school. And when you're in grad school, if you want to do well, you have to really focus on that. Uh, especially in anthropology, there's a lot of reading and writing and research. It is kind of like a full time and a half job. It's like it's like having a full time job and a part time job mixed together almost. Yeah, shout out to our colleagues at the SJSU. Anthropo applied Anthropology Master's program who were working full-time jobs and taking their courses because, wow, you guys are incredible. I know. I was doing that. I was working part-time in the beginning, and I had to quit uh, because it was too much to try to juggle all of that. I quit my job, not the program. <laughs> I finished that. I, I debated not finishing. I'll just be totally honest. Uh, for probably three out of the four years that it took <laughs> me to get through it, but I just kept going. I I finally just did it. If you're debating being uh, dropping out of grad school, that just means you're in grad school. <laughs> yeah. If you're out there in grad school and you've never considered dropping out, I I I don't even know who you are. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's a lot of work and it's brutal. At least in America, college is paid for, right? By the government. Uh, right? uh, Fun fact, no. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it is paid for by the person getting the education or ostensibly. There are some departments and some programs that are fully funded and will give their students a stipend and a job and other things. And, and we weren't part of one of those programs. Anthropology programs are typically underfunded in the U.S. It's uh, the social sciences. Uh, I mean, who cares about people? Aren't generally well regarded, except for psychology, I guess. Even then, not not too much. Get ready for those angry letters from psychology master students. I think they would understand. Maybe <laughs> it is one of the most popular social of the social sciences, besides communications. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, why go to college to go into a career that doesn't make a billionaire more rich? It just doesn't work. Oh, boy. Good point. Well said. I mean, the uh, having integrity is kind of hard sometimes because I do not want to do that with my time. And, and I feel to some extent that's why I'm unemployed right now, besides coronavirus. Besides, yeah. Hey, guys, can I share um, a swords and satire fact for the listeners? Sure. I, yes. be I believe the first movie we watched for our Saturday movie night was a movie we have not yet covered on our show, Van Helsing. Oh, wow. With, um, you know, uh, TV's Wolverine. Not TV's, but the movie Wolverine. Huge jacked man. <laughs> We should rectify that. I know. We need to. Yeah, we need to do that. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I had a big digression there. I don't know how that happened. I can't remember. I'll, I'll, re I'll know when I listen back to it. <laughs> and also, additional fun fact, uh, frequent guest on the show, Casey Cannon, was there for that movie night. Really? Yep. Yeah, you have a memory for these types of things. I don't. Information that, that is fun and 
not profitable. Yes, I have a memory for those types of things. So as soon as we, I graduated and got my master's degree, we started to revisit the idea of doing the podcast. And we talked about actually pulling it together in earnest. And within two months of me graduating, we started recording episodes. And the rest is history. Which was in August of last year. We started recording and we released in September. August of 2019. That's right. So technically the year before last, because our listeners are going to be hearing this in 2021. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. There are some people who are screaming and tearing their hair out knowing that our first movie was not Cats 2019 now. (laughs) (laughs) I think we started recording just before Cats came out. Yes. Was there a Cats in 2019? I thought that was this year. No, that was 2019. They call it Cats 2019. <laughs> we were we were talking about it in line for the comedy show for the 2019 to 2020 New Year's crossover. It's true, but you can keep your fingers crossed because in 2021, there's a high chance we're going to get the butthole edit. Oh, God. Oh, finally. I've, I've, I've been holding out. I've been holding out to watch the movie for the butthole edit. And so, for our first episode... Chelsea's just like, nope, not going on with that. We recorded... Well, sometimes I can't because I haven't been listening to you, and I've been thinking of the next thing I want to say, and... um, Communication skills, everybody. If I don't do that, I'll forget. That's the thing. (laughs) I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just trying to make sure I don't forget the next important thing I had to say. Not trying to be rude. I just don't care what you have to (laughs) say. (laughs) You just, like, dodged a conversational bullet with what we were just talking about as well. Yeah. Oh, well, great. Very okay, true. cool. So I'll I'll hear that re-listening to it. That is the fun so, part that Chelsea didn't mention the fact that she is our producer and editor of our show. Oh, yeah. I was supposed to do that. Yeah. So she has to suffer through all of the bullshit that we say that has to be cut or parsed down or edited or whatever. Yeah, so... Okay, let's digress a little bit here, because we, we did forget some key things. Besides being the host supreme, Jamie also comes up with the memes that we post on social media every week, and he's the one who manages all of that. And so he's the creative mind behind that. I'm so sorry, slash, you're welcome. I learned how to use Adobe Audition so that we could create this show on no funding and i i already had the program in my system that's how we were able to do it and i just kind of watched how to videos on youtube and i figured out how to use it with the help of those creators i can't remember their names right now so you uh, learned how to do your job the same way every other human being on the planet learns to do their job now and I I kind of perfected my skills as we went. I just learned the basics of how to do editing, and then I just went with it. And then I learned how to kind of clean up the vocals and get rid of background noise as I went. So some of our earlier episodes aren't as clean in terms of background sounds and um, enhancing our vocals as I know how to do now. 
but it's cool. I, I'm, I'm okay with learning as I go. That's how I do most of the jobs and things I do in my life. So anyway, so our first. You don't start every job knowing every single thing. What's wrong with you? <laughs> anyway, so our first episode was, uh, as some of our listeners may know, Conan the Barbarian. Of course. The fantasy movie that basically defined a generation. And that is a good foundational movie for the criteria we use for uh, the movies that we watch on the show. Oh, nice transition. Hey, guys, why don't we talk about the criteria we use for picking movies for the show? Cue the music. Well, we already did this part, Jamie. And we've just had two main digressions off of that conversation. Sounds about right. Or that's an opportunity to hear that great song again. <laughs> well, now I have to do that. <laughs> yes. Just play it for like half a second. <laughs> okay, I will. Um, okay, so Conan the Barbarian is kind of a sword and sandal movie. It is a piece that takes place in... A piece. I've never heard of Conan referred to as a piece. I like that. We a film. do talk about movies as high art on this show, so sure. it kind of fits. Yeah, because they are. Sword and sandal movies typically either are historical pieces or they take place in a nebulous mythological timeline, like historical timeline. Conan, of course, being a historical text. <laughs> yeah. And much of the time they're kind of like swashbuckling movies or adventure films where a hero will go on a quest. Or heroes. Right. Conan's like a trifecta, like the Conan's yeah, team. Exactly. And they'll save a person or a kingdom. They'll be a savior of some type. And so it kind of might follow a typical hero's journey or a version of that. <laughs> like Conan does. <laughs> and the most important step on the hero's journey is pushing the giant mill. Frequently, yeah. Frequently, they will involve magic as well. So sometimes you might hear the genre called sword and sorcery. And they kind of go hand in hand. They're kind of like two sides of the same coin. Yeah, I mean, like Ben-Hur is a classic sword and sandal movie, but I don't think there's any magic in it. There isn't always magic. Not overt magic. There's film of magic. The, the magic mag of friendship. Yeah, the magic of friendship, the magic of cinema, but not like... Zap zoom Merlin spells. So going back to a question you asked me a while ago that I just kind of trailed off on and never answered. That is how we came up with the name of the show. <laughs> is that we typically watch sword and sorcery movies and we watch them on Saturday and we make fun of them. So it naturally just kind of came out of my head. Sword, swords and satire. So what do you have to say to the people who might point out that what we do is not actually satire? It it just the name just fits and it sounds catchy. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, says Chelsea Hallowell. 
I was thinking it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you a Swords and Satire merch exclusive. A knuckle sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> now we have to have... Um, like a t-shirt or a pin that says knuckle sandwich <laughs> a fist yep. on it. It's just a fist with a piece of bread on either side of it. Someday we'll have merch. We we haven't done that yet. Maybe uh we'll talk about that later in the in this episode. I mean, we we have a sweet logo designed by friend of the show and frequent uh guest star Casey Cannon. So That's right. We have a starting place. Anyway, what are we talking about right now? <laughs> How we pick our movies. Oh, yeah. So uh, we try to use Conan the Barbarian as a marker for other shows that we choose. Now, we do digress. Important questions. Are there big, beefy abs? Do people uh, tell riddles of steel? Do people push mills? These things make a Swords and Satire movie. Exactly. And that's a perfect transition into talking about the criteria for swords and satire. <laughs> Play the music. <laughs> wow, that was a good song. <laughs> I almost want to hear it again. <laughs> it's oh, even boy. better that time. <laughs> So, swords and satire film criteria. We've there's actually been a few we're times we're gonna get through it eventually. I mean, probably not. I I, I think we're just gonna end up trailing off and going to the next <laughs> next segment before we finish this. <laughs> and nobody at this point, all the listeners are just like, shut up, you fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about your fucking movies. Just tell me about Labyrinth. <laughs> God, it's true. <laughs> At the end of all this, we're going to be like, it just needs to be vaguely fantasy or have a sword at some point in the film. And <laughs> no, like, see, well, you could have said that so easily. I'm usually a little bit more relaxed with and loosey goosey with my definition of what we could watch. And Jamie's the one who tries to uphold the integrity of our criteria for the shows or the movies that we watch for our show. Chelsea's like, you know what? We could cover Pulp Fiction. I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? She's like, well... Yeah, I don't know about that, but there is a sword in Pulp Fiction. There, yes. There's a katana. And there's a, there's a, there's oh, a conceit of magic, kind or like possible magic? There's a possible magical artifact everybody's fighting over. That's right. And there's divine intervention. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm not making a case for doing Pulp Fiction, by the way. It, it sounds like we are. But so <laughs> we do have some exceptions, though, because we do cover modern fantasy movies. But in general, when we do that, it either is highly focused on uh, having an element of magic. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking The Sorcerer's Apprentice. The Last Witch Hunter, which we've not done yet, but it's a we plan on movie it. with a fantasy background that mm -hmm. goes in the modern days. But again, those are fantasy movies. We've done Enchanted recently. No swords in Enchanted, from what I recall. But they also involve a high oh, element no. of adventure. And so, as long as they can cover those two criteria, if they don't have swords in them, <laughs> we still 
we, we still might cover it. Although, I think the ones we've mentioned have all included swords. Yeah, en- Enchanted, Enchanted has uh, the prince's sword in the beginning, at least. Yeah. And he stabs the bus. Right. But, uh, yeah, I think that is uh, <laughs> good for the roundabout conversation about the movies we watch. Sure. I mean, I was going to say, there have been movies we watched thinking we were going to cover them on the show that we ended up not doing. Like, I think it was called The Last Nights, the Clive Owen, Morgan Freeman movie that we watched. And we we're just like, nah, there's no fantasy. That's just like a bad historical drama. Oh, I don't even remember that. Well, there you go. Oh. Uh. That's too bad. So just one more thing I want to do before we move on, guys, is because we're starting a new year, I figured it'd be fun to have us each pick our favorite movie of this year, our favorite character from this year's movies, and our favorite scene from this year's movies. And I'm making you do this all off the dome so they can be completely subjective. I feel like I already have my answer, but it all feels like it's cheating. Oh, that's okay. You do it. Go ahead. Favorite movie, scene, and character in any order from this year's films? Uh, well, I feel like it's very appropriate that Labyrinth, because <laughs> I mean, Chelsea and I both already talked, and you, we all just talked about how this is like one of our favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And then, like, how is it not your favorite movie if Jareth isn't, like, one of your favorite characters? David Bowie as the Goblin King. And then yeah. I just remember the scene where he's the beggar in the tunnel. He's disguised. Oh, yeah, that's and so he, good. He does the scene that we quote all the time where they're like, oh, what do we have here? Oh, nothing, nothing. Nothing, tra-la-la. <laughs> and then he takes off his disguise, and then he's just kind of, like, shooting the shit with them down in that tunnel for a couple minutes, where they're just, like, kind of competitively smack-talking each other. Hey, what do you think of my labyrinth, Sarah? It's a piece of cake. Oh, it's a piece of cake, huh? Why don't we uh up the odds a little bit? <laughs> it's just so sassy. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I feel like that's cheating, though, to have my favorite movie character and scene be in one. Or, like, maybe a good scene is when Jareth is talking to Hoggle and he's like, what are you, bosom companions? Friends. Yeah. <laughs> and then that, that goes into, the like, one of your favorite lines, Jamie. The one Which- if she kisses you. Oh, I'll turn you into a prince. Prince of the land of stench. (laughs) Hoggle seems so excited at first. Yeah, he's like, a prince? (laughs) Oh, Jareth, you dick. (laughs) Okay. But uh, yeah, it's a good one. Nice. We've seen a lot of good ones. You just gave the fried green tomatoes answer for favorite meal, book, and movie. Yes. Simpsons reference. Boom. (laughs) Nice. All right. So I think that my favorite movie that we've watched is probably Legend. Ooh, nice. I didn't rate. I don't know if I rated it the highest, but I had such a great time talking about it with you guys. And it has one of the most iconic villains of all time. Darkness. So good. uh, Played by Tim Curry. 
Uh, so that might be kind of cheating, but maybe he's my favorite character too. I'll just say that. I got, I kind of figured that's where you were going. <laughs> it wasn't, but it's where I ended up. Kind of like the way my life goes. Anyway, so legend and darkness are some of my favorite things. All right. How about your favorite scene? We've watched so many movies. I got to say, it's hard to just pull one scene out like that. You know what, though? I'm going to uh say the scene in... Ex- Wait, what's it called again? Is it King Arthur? King Arthur, Legend of the Sword? Yeah. King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, when the sword finally takes its final form and takes control over Arthur and wields Arthur to exact its horrible revenge against his uncle's armies. Um, And if you remember back to that episode, I framed the whole thing as an adventure the sword was going on because it seems to have a mind of its own. Yeah. And actually it, it controls the wielder and makes their eyes turn blue. And so it it's actually the sword kind of has its own sentience. So I treated it like a character. That was a great discussion we had about the movie, and I absolutely agree with your assessment that the sword is the character who is wielding the man in that film. Yeah. The sword makes the man, as they say. It's true. That was pretty great. Also, I remembered a better scene that I think I would like to replace my scene with. Okay. From a season of the dragon. Season of the witch? No. The, uh, is that the, is that the, the meme name we came up with? <laughs> the crown of the the crown and the dragon? No. No. The it's one the with Moby, that's Moby Dick, Dick one. Oh, uh, the age of the dragons. Yeah. Age of the dragon. Yeah, there's so many so seasons of the age Moby. of the dragon. Season of the dragon. <laughs> okay, age of the dragons. By Anne Ann K. Black, director of Mythica and The Crown and the Dragon and <laughs> the other dragon movie. Dragon Slayer? Yes. Dawn of the yes. Dragon Slayer. Yes. There's a scene in the final cave where Ahab gets attached to the dragon and the dragon is flying out the hole in the top of the cave. And it just swings him in such an, a violent way that he slams into a stalactite and just dies instantly. He just whops him on the side of the cave wall, and he's dead. And it, so that's my favorite scene. <laughs> Poor Ahab. What a Poor noble Ahab. life he lived. And when we were watching it, I was just like, oh, yo, the dragon yeeted him. <laughs> that's stalactite. Oh, yeah. my God. He just gets bopped. Yeah, I'm going to have to say that was that was one of the best scenes. <laughs> it's just so strong. Nice. <laughs> it is brutal. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> oh, God. That is one of the best, Jack. You, I think you win. This isn't a contest. <laughs> yeah, wait, it's not a contest. Somehow, and I haven't even given my answers somehow yet. Somehow you won. It doesn't matter. I gladly accept. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> All right. What about you, Jamie? Yes, tell us, Jamie. Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm going to say that my favorite character from the movies we watched, Chelsea alluded to, is King Arthur from 
The Legend of the Sword. The Sword's a great character, too, but I like Arthur. He's a friend of sex workers. He's a thinker. He plans out his moves and actions. He's tough but friendly. He has strong values, and he's willing to fight for what he believes in, but he also believes in creating a team and working together as a, as a unit in a community. So, yeah, I mean, I think Arthur the great character, great leader. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. My, my favorite scene is, of course, we all know, the death of Boromir, which is a scene that will make me cry until the day I die. It is one of the greatest scenes in film history, in my opinion. Well, also, his reconciliation with uh, Aragorn as part of that. Well, and his, like, encapsulation of his of, uh, of how his own failings led to his fall. Yeah. And his willingness to both admit that and to seek redemption from somebody who is meaningful to him. He acknowledges Aragorn as the rightful king. He says that he would have followed him into, you know, the depths of hell. And and Aragorn reacts in this sweet, loving way, like watching a comrade in arms die. And you really feel that scene. And in, as the audience, the way that Sean Bean and Viggo Mortensen portray the scene with such tenderness and care and open love and adjur- and adoration for each other. It is a beautiful scene. One of the best, like I said, one of the best scenes in film history, in my opinion. Yeah. And I'm going to say, I would have said that the Fellowship of the Ring was my favorite movie. That's, it is one of my favorite movies of all time. So for this question, I'm actually going to give the title of one of my favorite swords and satire movies of the year to Lady Hawk. Oh, that's because Lady Hawk is a movie that I think exemplifies what we do on this show, which is looking at movies that are often underrated or assumed to be less than because of their subject matter or their themes or their content. When I mean, Lady Hawk is a beautiful movie about love and loss and heartache and difficulty and adversity with complex characters who go through interesting arcs who develop strong relationships and get beyond like whatever trite bullshit they have in their lives to come together like lady hawk is a beautiful film and our whole thing on this show is to i mean we make jokes you know we make goofs and everything but we Give these movies, I think, the adjuration they be- they deserve for being pieces of art. And I don't think any movie exemplifies that better from what we've done this year than Lady Hawk. You've convinced me. Thanks. <laughs> I like it. All right, guys. Well, do you want to go into our New Year's resolutions? I'm ready. All right. Yes. Let's, let's do it. Well, Chelsea, do you want to give us your 2021 Swords and Satire resolution? Uh, just one, or can I have more than one? You can do This is your show. You can do whatever you want. Okay. Well, one of my resolutions for the show is to grow our audience and to increase engagement with our audience. I think that would be really great to figure out how to build our community. And then also, I want to finish our website, which I started. 
and so that actually can probably happen very soon because it's almost complete. And then I would also like to, in the new year, or in this next year, get a line of merchandise developed and out there. For fans of the show, it would be fun to develop some t-shirts and, and pins of our logo and other fun drawings Jack and I might come up with. Even Jamie, too. Oh, nobody wants my art. Oh, he has this great art style that's terrible, and it's amazing in its terribleness. <laughs> Thank you, I love it. go to hell. It's so funny. Oh, my God. I, I, I've been trying to encourage Jamie to get out there with his poorly drawn comics idea, and I just get so much enjoyment out of it, and I think other people would, too. Yeah, they're fantastic. <laughs> Don't look for that to be coming in the future. So if you those... do it long enough, it might become a really good art style, and then and then it would fuck up the series. <laughs> yeah. So those are like the three main resolutions I have. Awesome. Nice, nice. Let's see, I'll go next. Um <clears throat> let's see, I'll go next. Oh no, we're stuck in an infinite loop. Oh no. How about you go next? Maybe I'll go next. Just to be safe, we'd better hear that great song from earlier. <laughs> Just to make sure we're not stuck in a time loop. <laughs> Just to know that we can still feel pain. Mm -hmm. Wow, that hurt. <laughs> but what a good song. Anyway, I think we're free. So yeah, I mean, I resolved to do nothing. That's that's basically it. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Let's see. My my promise, my resolution for the new year is to pick great movies to cover on the show and to uh, you know get out there with our community and find out what movies they want us to cover next. That's my resolution to figure out what movies you want to hear us talk about. Yes, that's a good one. How about you, Jack? Yeah, what's up, Jack? Ah, well, I have two resolutions. Cool. The first one is I drew a duck for the Red Riding Hood episode. Yeah. But I, I'm i not very familiar with how to do digital art. However, I've been doing a little bit of practicing, and I would like to try and make a weekly duck oh, for yeah. our movies. We would love we, that. Oh, I yes. would love that. Yeah. And I will try to perfect a sword duck as just like something maybe, you For know. For the show, so, like our mascot? Yeah, as like a pin someone could get one day. Something like that. Sword duck. I would love this, Jack. Yes. That sounds awesome. People, they love ducks. They're out of control. <laughs> you can't go wrong. And ducks are like the most fantasy animal besides like unicorns. You know, somebody <laughs> might ask why a duck? And I think the answer is why not a duck? Yeah, come on. Yeah, what the, what I really want to know is like why someone would ask a question that would evoke such violent thoughts. You know? <laughs> Precisely, yeah. Why a, why a duck? 
Why aren't you running away? You know, don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's really what I want to know. Yeah. Anyway, for those duck fans out there, give us a like. Give us give us a review out there. Yeah. (laughs) Say you like ducks and that we talked about them. (laughs) Five out of five stars. Would duck again. Mm-hmm. I think I'm sure most of our audience is uh, DTD down to duck. I think so, and they will <laughs> in the future. Yes, these are these are big promises of duck. How are you going to follow this up? Uh, well, I'm going to do some ducks, and then if any fan art is made, feel free to incorporate ducks yourself. If you want to share any of your duck art with me, Jack, as you create it, I can start posting it on Patreon uh, yes. as, as images uh, for people to enjoy and what they can expect in times to come. <laughs> yes, good. I shall do exactly this. Cool. Did you have a second one or were you just saying that in the beginning? Oh, that was the two. Oh, nice. Ducks and then merch. Nice. Oh, good. It sounded like one, so I'm glad you clarified that for me. <laughs> it's because the ducks would easily be merch. Yeah, it one leads to the other. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan to me, guys. Well, that's probably going to do it for us for this mini episode, which is probably going to be about the length of a regular episode because <laughs> we're all talkers. We hope you learned something. I'm not really sure what, but... yeah. I, I mean, I hope you didn't learn anything, but that you were entertained. <laughs> right. Okay. That, that That's a, a low bar. Um, hopefully we met that. I mean, I know <laughs> that nobody learned anything. That's a given. <laughs> but entertainment, that's its own reward. All right. As always, you can follow us on social media at Swords and Satire. Or if you're feeling like you were born in the Stone Age, send us an email at swordsandsatire at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to support the show, head over to patreon.com slash swords and satire and join our patron community of supporters. We will give you monthly posts that we only post to there, some fun pictures of us in costume sometime or wearing silly hats. (laughs) Uh, Oh man, I need to get my silly hat budget up. You also get voting rights if you care about that kind of thing. About the- not like general voting rights in the election or anything, like just for movie polls. Yeah, yeah, movie polls. You get to vote on for the movies that we will watch. We do one a month, and bonus content like our outtakes episodes and exclusive monthly episodes about fantasy shows. So we do special mini episodes on that. Yeah, you can check out one of my favorites, Which Witcher is Witchest? Where we do uh, analysis about the Witcher. In all of its lovely forms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you're a big friend of our show and want to support us, but don't have any extra cash at the moment, share the show with a friend. The more listeners we are exposed to, the more successful we can become as a community. And... A good way to spread our show to other people is to review us on Apple Podcasts or on whatever podcasting service you use that has that as an available option. Seems like a good plan to me. Totes, my goats. All right. Well, then, until next time. Hail Crom!
Godspeed.